The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to discuss why collecting more of the right kind of data is crucial for winning with AI models. Joining us is Alex Markarski, who is the founder of Clickmakers.io, which has been working with big data since before there was a name for it. Consulting for brands like McDonald's, P&G, and Simmons, Alex has served as the CTO or CMO on the executive team of several technology companies and is now certified by AdSkills, Google, Microsoft, Amazon, the Trade Desk, Stack Adapt, all sorts of great platforms. And he and his team have managed millions of dollars of monthly ad spend for organizations ranging from open source software to lead generations and from digital products to e-commerce. He's a wealth of knowledge, and we're excited to have Alex on our podcast today. Yesterday, Alex and I talked about his theory that whoever has the most data wins. And today we're going to continue our conversation talking about whether your leads are humans or bots. All right, here's the second part of my conversation with Alex Markarski, the founder of Clickmakers.io. Alex, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Thank you, Benjamin. I'm excited to have you back on the show and continue our conversation. Yesterday, we talked about he who has the most data wins, but my feeling is it's not really the most data. It's he or she who can feed the most data back into an algorithm. So you get this sort of holistic loop. I've got data. Here's who I want to target. Okay, now that I've run my ads, here is a signal that the machine learning algorithms can ingest to understand which ads actually converted. Now, there's another key component that you brought up yesterday. Getting a conversion is great, but getting a conversion that's not actually a real person is actually harmful for your business. So how can marketers understand if the leads that they're getting are actually humans or if they're bots? I agree with you 100% that it is about feeding the data back to the algo. It is about training the network. It's not just about having the data, but also knowing what to do with that data. And that knowing what to do with that data comes from understanding your customer and understanding the customer journey. So you asked me about how to tell a fake lead versus a real lead. So generally, there are two types of companies out there. Those that drive revenue as the first conversion, like let's call them e-commerce companies, and those that don't have a chance of closing the customer immediately. There's a sales process. So they have to generate the lead. They have to collect the contact info of this person and with the hope of closing that transaction later on. 
So e-com companies are subject to this issue to a lesser degree, specifically because bots are not very good at having credit cards yet and probably won't be for foreseeable future. So if you have a revenue event very close to the click, that's a litmus test. That's pretty easy to tell a bot from a real human. But if you're collecting leads, then you are inviting uh, traffic fraud and traffic fraud is not necessarily bots. So there's bots and then there's click farms, which are real humans clicking on things. In some cases, your competition can be clicking on your ads just to mess up your stats or just to drive you out of the market. So the question is, when you start getting those leads, how do you tell who's who and how do you evaluate the stuff? There's no one easy solution for everyone. It's very business specific. Like I said, it's all about knowing your customer. So as those leads come in, you need to build a process by which you are able to tell with some level of confidence. Again, it could be a probabilistic type of approach rather than deterministic. It's not going to be, you know, thumbs up, thumbs down. It could be, well, this lead has a, a value of 500 bucks and this lead has a value of only $5 maybe. But what a lot of companies do instead, they say, well, each lead is worth, like basically we need 10 leads to get $1,000 transactions. So each lead is worth a hundred bucks. So every conversion we get, we're going to fire a conversion pixel or send a conversion event through the server side tracking. And we're going to report back $100 of value back to the network. And that is the biggest mistake that I see out there. If you do something like this, you are inviting trouble. You're basically mistraining the network to choose the path of least resistance and look for the easiest targets. It's like having a new puppy in a house and training him to poop outside versus making a pile on the carpet in the middle of your living room. Maybe I'm not connecting the dots here. I understand the puppy training. How does that help you understand who the bots are? You don't necessarily need to understand who the bots are. You just want to make sure you don't give Google or Facebook or Tabula or whatever you're running on. You don't give them a doggy treat when they make a pile on the carpet, when they give you a crappy lead. So when that lead comes in, you need to use either a human verification process or maybe you delay your conversion firing until a human operator has a chance to verify that this lead is valid. And only then do you fire a conversion event. That's method number one. Method number two, you build a set of heuristics, like your if this, then that rules that you program into your conversion process. And if the lead is valid based on those rules, then you fire a conversion event, otherwise you do not. And method number three, you build your own in-house machine learning model based on your historical data, your CRM data, plus possibly your CRM data augmented with some third-party data. And then you use that ML model to train the networks to understand the difference in value of different leads that they send to you. Because a lead that has a high value, you want to report a high value back. And a lead that has a low value, you want to report a low value back. In this way, you essentially can run your lead gen campaigns as if you were running an e-com store. And you can, instead of running Target CPA, you can run something like Target ROAS. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. 
I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, and instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. So I understand for e-commerce, because bots don't necessarily have credit cards, it's a little easier to figure out who are the humans and who are the bots. When we're talking about things like SaaS or something with a longer sales model, what are some of the ways that you can understand? Like it's not abundantly clear that a lead or a form completion is real or is not. What do you think is the ways that marketers can best understand whether they're sending back clean data or dirty data? into the algorithm, because obviously that has negative repercussions on the future ad performance. That is a huge issue that has to be solved for each business individually, because each business's customer is different. Based on that ICP, you try to decipher how closely that lead matches your ICP based on the data that you have. If you're only collecting an email address, then there's not a whole lot you can say about this person. Unless you recognize fake emails as they're coming in, because they usually have a pattern, so you can probably recognize the fake ones as they're coming in, and you can just filter those out and make sure not to fire conversion events on those. But outside of that, you need data. How much data are you collecting? Like, is this a B2B situation? Maybe you're requiring that they use a business email address instead of their personal Gmail or, or Hotmail or something like that. That immediately improves the quality of the leads that are coming in. It increases the friction as well. So maybe you are willing to sacrifice a little bit of your conversion rate, but you're increasing the quality of the leads that are coming in, the quality of the data that you're sending back to the network. If you peruse blogs and reddits on this topic, you'll see people recommending to put captures in front of leads. Uh, I actually received this kind of advice from a Google reps. I really don't like this approach. Like when I see capture, I'm annoyed. It introduces way too much friction for human. And I feel bots are getting better at cracking those captures than humans do. Like the only deterrent there is there's a non-zero cost to cracking a capture, but that cost is dramatically going down. So I don't know for how much longer captures are really going to be an obstacle to bot. You can structure your intake forms in a specific way so that only your ICP will know how to answer specific questions. So you plant certain questions in there that a bot or a real human at the click farm would just answer randomly, but you would look for a very specific answer and only your ICP would pick that option. So give me an example of that type of question. Basically, if you just put any type of a drop down and you add five different options and the one you're looking for is the second last one on the list, there's a very low probability that the bot or someone who doesn't know what's going on will pick the second last option. So it would be very situational. 
We ran a decent sized campaign in the Medicare insurance space. And that was very simple and binary type question. Like, do you have Medicare insurance? Like if they didn't have it already, that wasn't a good lead for us. So we could just filter out all these people and wouldn't necessarily deter all the bots, but would deter a lot of bad leads, but quality leads for us, like people who would want to fill out the questionnaire for whichever reason, but would not be a good lead for us. So going back to understanding your customer, that's where you would spend some time figuring out how to structure your lead intake forms so that you would collect this critical information. So for a while, they've been, they're called honeypots, like where they add fields to the forms that are invisible to human. They hide them with CSS, but a bot reads uh, raw HTML, so it doesn't understand what's visible and what's not. At least that's the idea. For a while, those were quite effective. So bot would fill out the honeypot form and a human being would have no way of even seeing it. So you would know how to filter out that way, but that would not help you with real human traffic. I mean, real human clicks. And also bots have become much smarter. They can actually figure out what page would look like and avoid the honeypots now. You know, my takeaway is there's no real answer here that there's a lot of hacks and tweaks and ways that you might be able to filter out bots, but there really is no very clear answer for here's how you can know if your leads are bots. It's not a stop them at the front door. It seems like this is one of those constant battles where you're never really sure there's always going to be some level of bot traffic. It's a mitigation problem, not a exclusion problem. It's like in that joke when you're running away from a bear that's chasing you and your friend, you don't have to outrun the bear, you just have to outrun the other guy. So in this case, yeah, it sounds like it's a bunch of hodgepodge, not very structured hacks and patches, but just a little patch like this may introduce just enough of a difficulty for the fraudsters to stop chasing your clicks and chasing your impressions and instead start inviting someone else's. Because there are a lot of dollars competing for impressions online and basically just looking for someone's account not to be optimized this way. Like if someone's sending $100 conversion events back to Google on every single form submit, which would be probably 95% of advertising accounts out there, that's how they run. Like you don't really need to do much to not be in that number. Just a little bit of thinking will do wonders. We had a client that they had two brands, two different domains promoting essentially the same product. Like in the lead gen situation, that's not that uncommon. So we would drive traffic to one of those businesses and they would bring in other agencies. So it would basically do bake-off competitions between us and other agencies. So we worked with this account for a couple of years until the regulations, not the industry changed that uh, forced the client to change their business model. All the other agencies that would come and go, like they would last like three weeks, one month, and the difference, for the most part, was this, that we would not fire conversion events on every form submit, on every, like it was a quiz funnel, so on every quiz that they submit, other agencies would fire conversions on all kinds of micro-conversion events, you know, time on page and scroll depth, and they would look for engagement metrics and send those back as conversions. And they would definitely fire conversion events on every filled out questionnaire. So they just couldn't get those accounts to work correctly. They couldn't nudge the algorithm in the right direction. And that was also around the time when Google made YouTube, that it was primarily YouTube ad spend. So YouTube infeed became impossible around the time to buy exclusively. So nowadays, like if you choose any type of conversion objective, it becomes a multi-channel campaign. So it goes on you know, infeed, in-stream, display, discovery. 
it's a multi-channel thing and with multi-channel campaign you have to have this type of a mechanism this validation mechanism in place otherwise you're just going to be buying a bunch of junk traffic you know at the end of the day when we run our marketing campaigns we often think about making sure that we have clean data being fed in as a source but in reality, the cleaning of the data after you've had a conversion might be just as important. It's not just getting the right targeting and putting your ads in front of the right people. It's understanding which one of them are actually real conversions and feeding that data back into the machine learning algorithms to make sure that you can replicate that process. If there's anything that we've learned from Alex today is that feeding your conversion data accurately and effectively into your machine learning algorithms is incredibly important. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Alex Markarski, the founder of clickmakers.io. If you'd like to get in touch with Alex, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is Alex Markarski. That's A-L-E-X-M-A-K-A-R-S-K-I. Or you can visit his company's website, which is clickmakers.io. That's his digital advertising agency. You can also go to measurebit.com which is his data consultancy. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Schapp. B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.